you're about to listen to the profound word of God, ministered by Ty Adeshima, pastor of Worship Tabernacle Church. Without a doubt, this will be a life-transforming experience as you acquaint yourself with the word of God and develop a rich and rewarding relationship with Him. This message will certainly shape your life, fulfill your dreams, and guarantee your success. Father, we're going into the world. We ask you to shape our lives, fulfill our dreams, guarantee our success through your word. And to you we give glory, honor, and praise. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. And someone says, Amen. All right, we've got another two weeks to go with this. It's called Create Your Own Atmosphere. And I call it Climate Change. Climate Change. There's got to be a change in the climate around your atmosphere. And the book of Ephesians that we use is in Ephesians chapter 6. And verse 12 says, but we struggle not, nor contend we against flesh and blood, contending with physical opponents, but we are contending against the rulers, against the powers, against the world forces of this present darkness. We are contending against the spiritual forces of wickedness in heavenly supernatural places. Let me quickly give you a, 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 a quick recap. We live in two atmospheres. We've said that we live in the physical atmosphere, which is called the cosmos, and we live in the spiritual atmosphere. And I said to you that the battleground for the enemy is not in the physical location, but is in the spiritual location. And that we're living in a combat zone. And many of us are oblivious to the reality of the war. We do not realize that we're living in a war zone. And because we love to do things on, the, on our social media and run all over the place, we do not recognize that the battle is in the spiritual realm. But we are all affected. You at home, me standing here, everyone is affected by the atmosphere or the climate that they create around themselves. And I said that in this series of messages, I want to teach you, I want to teach you and I want you to look at the several climates or atmosphere that you unconsciously do not realize you are creating in the spiritual realm that is affecting your physical realm. And we spoke last week about the climate of your thoughts. Many people create an atmosphere of hopelessness. Hence, they quit too soon. Because, they, because no matter what they try to do, what is in you is creating what is around you. Hopelessness is when you have lost all awareness of God's presence. Number two, I spoke about the climate of unity. The atmosphere of unity. Even in your home, in your marriage, I said it brings three things. It brings progress. It brings protection. Uh, and, and, and when you, as I said this morning, when you disconnect, you will always, disconnection always leads to isolation. And then number three, I said, your unity brings power. Know that the enemy is against your agreement. Husbands and wives, when you do come together, when you do make decisions, be ready for a fight. Because the enemy will always come against your agreement. But where there is no unity, the atmosphere that you're creating, it's an atmosphere of destruction. And no matter how much money you throw at a thing, it will not be solved because the issue does not require money. It requires unity. Number three and number four. Now, anybody that wants to listen to this full sermon today needs to be able to take 
what I call a belt, strap it onto where they're sitting, take a cup of water, and just decide whether you're going to follow this pastor or today, as they did with Jesus, you will leave him. They've even put it up. Something, yeah. The, this, this next two are really serious. I call it the climate of purity. Now, this is not what we preach anymore in church. But the Bible says in Psalms 45 and verse 7, you love righteousness and you hate wickedness. The word wicked means twisted. It says, therefore, God, your God, has anointed you with the oil of gladness beyond your companions. He says, you love righteousness. You hate a twisted person, twisted ways. He says, therefore, because you love righteousness, God, your God, is, do is, is double capital G, has anointed you, meaning the anointing of the oil of gladness that will come upon you with favor is based on your love for righteousness. Stay with me. Please don't go away. No matter how resounding, listen to me, the principles of success is, except the foundation of purity is in place, nothing works. Everywhere we see God's blessing, righteousness is in place. Listen to me. Today, I, last week I was really speaking to the couples. Today, I want to speak to my homies, my, the millennials, my Gs. I want you to listen to this because you really don't like to listen sometimes to the truth of the word. Listen to this. Iniquity. Look at me. Look at me for a second. Iniquity. Iniquity is the cheapest way to block your heavens. Iniquity is the cheapest way to block your heavens. Until you step out of iniquity, you will not step into prosperity. Listen to me carefully. The atmosphere you're creating around yourself, which is an atmosphere of iniquity, is going to bring devastation. Kingdom purity gives birth to kingdom plenty. Ha. Look at me, guys. This thing that you think you can play with God, your playing with God is playing yourself out of Goshen and out of Eden. We don't like to listen to these messages because these messages are going to the core of our hearts. Nothing works, listen to me, nothing works when sin is enthroned. Nothing works, guys. You may think I can meet up with this guy, I can meet up with this guy, I can plan it, I can use my car, I can use to woo her, uh, to woo her, I can use my, 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 my Brazilian hair to slay him, I can, I can use my size, my, my size 4 dress when you are a size 8 to make sure that everything is accentuated to get him. Iniquity would dethrone everything you're building. Trust me. Because God doesn't look at what you do on the outside. He looks into your heart. Why am I dressed like this? What am I trying to achieve? Continuity in sin is a destroyer of destiny. I'm going to calm down right now because I want to love you. 
No one sees glory or experience honor as long as they celebrate sin. You've got to learn that. Nobody. If you will never experience honor if you continue to celebrate sin. The wages of sin is death. If you do not break the hold of sin, sin is going to break you. Ah. Many people don't realize this. Geazi, in the book of 2 Kings chapter 4, Geazi, who was Elisha's servant, could not perform any miracles with the rod of Elisha because in his heart there was iniquity. Isaiah chapter 3 and verse 10, what does he say? He says, say to the righteous that it shall be well with them, for they shall eat the fruit of their doing. Look at what the message says. The message says, reassure the righteous. Now, today, I am not coming against the unrighteous. I want to encourage the righteous. He says, reassure the righteous that their good living will pay off. Come, 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 come. Uh, listen, listen. He says, reassure the righteous that their good living will pay off. Reassure them that their good living will pay off. Re- I'm going to say this. Reassure them. What God is saying is that nothing prospers like purity. Purity, listen to me, is the gateway to the miraculous. You are creating an atmosphere of the miraculous over your life when you live a life that is pleasing unto God. Repentance is the highway to restoration. When we read that testimony, repentance is a turn around. She had to turn around. And when you turn to God, God turns his face to you. Abundance and productivity answers to uprightness in the Lord. If your Christianity is still one leg in, one leg out, you don't have a future. It takes a pregnancy of righteousness to give birth to power. Proverbs chapter 14 and verse 35, 34 says righteousness. Look at what it means by righteousness here. Moral and spiritual integrity and virtuous character exalts a nation. If God is going to exalt you, your home, your family, it is by righteousness. He says, but sin is a disgrace to any people. Integrity. Integrity. There are many things that we are doing that we're straddling a fence. Many things. Many things that will say, oh, I will ask, I will do it, then ask God for forgiveness. You're sleeping with someone who is not your husband. Maybe the person is even married to someone else. If you're going to sleep with the person, the Bible says, it says, get married. I mean, marry the single person. Not the man. Don't go and steal someone else's husband. Don't go and steal someone else's wife. Many things that people, you, people are saying with your friends, you sit together in the midst of a righteousness and you just say, it's all right, babe. It's all right, babe. What is all right? What is all right to man is disgusting and, an abho- abho- and abhorrent to God. And it's because the people we're mixing with does not push us towards God. It's okay. 
It's okay to have a baby out of wedlock. If you are going to have it and you're not married, do some good child a favor and go and adopt. Why is everything your way and then you're asking God to bless it? Very simple things. Some of us are still in our work. Some of us, they say, don't do this and we do this and we say, it's all right. I'm going to make a confession to you right now. We, we, we were recently planning to do something, to travel and all that kind of stuff. And then they said, we have to do a COVID test. Immediately I said, hey, let's go to the NHS. But they put there specifically, that is not for travel purposes. That's your own discussion. You have to pay for it. And immediately I'm finding opportunities to do it without paying for it. But that's not integrity. It's not integrity. For that money God could multiply and bless you moreover when you stand in the place of integrity. And that's why the Bible says in, in the book of Isaiah chapter 3, it says reassure the righteous because many times people will say what you're doing is stupid use wisdom find something to do with your life sleep with the person so the person knows you really love them god says reassure the righteous that their good living will pay off many people are actually wallowing in sin and you're showing off that what you're doing is better than the one that is staying with Christ. There's always going to be an end date. The Bible says your sins will find you out. Let me encourage those who stand by God. Let me encourage those who want to say, I will stand for righteousness. The Bible says righteousness will exalt a nation. The atmosphere you're creating, you will reap the fruits of it. You are a husband, you are a home. Marriage to this wonderful woman. Yet, it's, you're not satisfied. And you go out, cheating, hiding phones. And you're wondering, why exactly am I not making progress? Do you know the atmosphere of sin you're creating in your home is affecting your wife and affecting your children? And no one knows that what you're doing in secret is affecting the climate of your entire home. You don't realize that. In this day and age, to be a virgin, many people will laugh. If it's even a man, it's worse sometimes now. Hey, you're still a virgin at the age of 30? And, and, and the, the irony is what I don't understand. Uh, people are going to really hit me right now. What I don't understand, let me use a man as an example. You want to marry a good woman. The woman comes in, has kept herself. And then you're saying, I want to marry someone who has experience sexually. How many men? Do you want that woman to be with? For her to satisfy you? Can you see how, how silly we are with the things we play about? We, we, we want to have sex before we get married. You had sex three days before you get married and then you're going on your honeymoon. To do exactly what? I, I, I really don't understand. We, we kind of put the word of God behind us. And many of you will be throwing words at me right now like, Pastor, this is, this is the new age. You don't understand what the, the youth are, are, are faced with. As if we didn't live that. As if I didn't want to sleep with my mouth before I got married. As if I didn't pack my nose to sleep in her university bedroom when I went to greet her, except the Holy Spirit was telling you, get up now! Get up now! I ran for the last train. And that's why God has honored us. To be honest with you, if we had done anything silly during our courtship, 
the 10 years when we are waiting for God, something may be going through my mind that maybe it's because we did this. I'm asking you, I'm telling you, I'm playing, praying with you, I'm pleading with you guys. It's not popular. I know Christianity is not popular. I know doing the right thing is not popular. But it's, I'd rather be popular with God than popular with man. Stop looking for promotion. It will look for you. Because the Bible says that sin will disgrace you, but righteousness will exalt you. When you stay with God, young ladies, single ladies, when you stay with God, it will become a magnetic force of attraction to who God wants you to be with. The lady said in her testimony, that she was going out with a guy who was going out with five others. And while she was going out with her, him, she had already proposed, he had already proposed to someone else to marry the lady. Do you recognize how much we can miss God because of the kind of climate of unrighteousness that we're creating around ourselves? Oh, Pastor, I wish I didn't come to church this morning. You are now here. God is talking to you. Because your fasting and praying will be in vain if sin is enthroned. Please, guys. Please. When God wants to exalt you, it does not depend upon your looks. He says, God says, I will exalt the righteous. It's not on your looks. It's not on your dress. Righteous, righteous living will elevate you. One guy came into church one time and says, Pastor, I've got a business proposal for you. If you can get 60 people in your church, it will cascade. I'm telling you because pastors only do pastor's job. You need to do some business, diversify. And because God has given you this platform, it will be a blessing to people to be involved in doing this kind of thing. Immediately the Holy Spirit says, don't do it. But when I calculated it, it was going to give me 3,000 pounds a month. And at that particular time, six, eight years ago, my, my total income was 1,200 pounds. Come on, guys. I was tempted. And he gave me a catalog of other pastors that were doing it. And God says, if you do it, I will destroy you. I said to the guy, I said, I can't do it. He says, Pastor, you're making a mistake. I said, the others that are doing it, we will see who has more longevity in this ministry. I said, that guy that you just spoke to me, he won't last long. He said, because the platform that God has given me to be a blessing to people is not to use them to enrich my pocket. Nobody would know the right wiser. But I will be enriching my pocket, fleecing the sheep of God that God put under my care to take care of, not to take money from them. Three years down the line, that church packed up. It was in a financial disaster. And worship tabernacle is still going on into our 18th year. Can I ask somebody at home, relate this to your family. Relate this to your career. Do you want to have a short-lived career? Or do you want to have longevity? Do you want to build a legacy? Because sometimes what is quick and fast is taking you to a fast grave. Listen to me. Nothing flourishes. I'm going to encourage the righteous. Listen to me this morning, guys. Single ladies, single men. Listen to me. Nothing flourishes like righteousness. The righteous shall flourish like the palm tree and he shall grow like the cedar in Lebanon. Do you lack power today? Are you praying and nothing seems to be happening? It is because iniquity is one of the easiest 
avenues to pollute the climate of your life. You've got to learn, learn this. And I want to talk about two, 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 two major things that you need to be aware of. One of it is the climate of unforgiveness and hurt. I've said this so many times. I've learned that if you harbor bitterness, happiness will dock somewhere else. Unforgiveness creates a climate of destruction. So who has offended you today? If you want to create that climate of purity so that God can elevate you, forgive the person. It's not worth it. Unforgiveness and the ability not to reconcile can cause heart sorrow and damage. It will imprison you. It will get you stuck in the past. It causes the inability for you to move forward from where you are to where God wants you to be. It produces a lack of progress because the climate that is around you is a climate of unforgiveness and hurt. And the devil is using it to impede your progress. It results in a short lifespan and eventually you can miss heaven. Be aware. Forgive. Husbands, forgive your wife. Wives, forgive your husbands. Friends, forgive each other. Many relationships are destroyed because of unforgiveness. Unforgiveness. Forgive the person. If I can go deeper into unforgiveness, I will help you. You, you may not be able to forget, but you may be able to, you can forgive. And as you continue to forgive and ask God to help you, God will allow the hurt to suddenly disappear. Many people would be in a better relationship if they could forgive and let go of their last relationship. But because you're so hurt, you will miss the other one that God is bringing your way. I share this testimony every single time. My wife was in a relationship for seven years. Hurt. It didn't last seven days before this dude stepped in. 24 years down the line, the dude is still there. If she kept on to that hurt and unforgiveness, she would have missed this dude. Somebody else would be Mrs. Ty today. Someone else would be doing what she's supposed to do. And I'm talking to someone who is hurt at home and you've isolated yourself and you're in your onesie. You've taken off your wig, you're just only in your braids and with your shower cap and you're, and you're just eating and, and you're gorging and you're becoming fat and fat because someone hurt you. Get up now. I want to encourage you because God has a plan for you. Let it go. Let it go. Another avenue to pollute the climate of purity around you, I've spoken about it, is sexual iniquity. Solomon and Samson failed because of sexual iniquity. Honor God with your sexual purity. And I've spoken about that. The glory of God responds to you. Get it and following the pattern of God for your life. Not the pattern of the day. The pattern of the day says there's nothing wrong with it. God says if you do it, Joseph, you will never get to the throne. Joseph could have slept with that woman because she was the greatest in his life at that particular time. He didn't realize that a greater throne was awaiting for him. Joseph was persecuted for purity. You will be persecuted for your purity. But God found a place in the palace. Every persecution for righteousness equals exhortation from heaven. It is a dangerous thing, my homies, to straddle a fence. You must live right, do right, and make right choices. Can I give you numbers? Can I give you the, 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 fourth, the fourth one? 
We spoke about purity. Let me create another climate and then I'll stop. I call it the climate of prayer. I call it the climate of prayer. I call it the climate of prayer. Somebody say the climate of prayer. Listen to me. Like a hammer to a carpenter. Like a sewing machine to a designer. Like a racket to a tennis player. Like a chisel to a sculptor. Like a stethoscope to a doctor. So is prayer to a Christian. Who am I coming to? Who am I speaking to generally today? I'm speaking to my homies. I'm speaking to the young ones. I'm speaking to my Jesus. Listen to me. Purity and prayer will change your atmosphere. I'm speaking to the people who the devil is trying to steal their joy. Listen to me. Listen to me carefully. You've got to love prayer, not to loathe it. You've got to love prayer. Listen, look, look at me. You've got to love prayer. It's necessary because many families are being oppressed by the strong man. Many families, many people in your generation have been involved in things that has, that has cascaded down the generation. There are many things in your life that the devil wants to keep permanently in your life that you don't recognize that it may take prayer and fasting to bring in an angel that will shift that thing for you. Remember that what Daniel was contending was in the spiritual realm. Although there was a king of Pasha, but the king of Pasha was powerless to the prince of Pasha who was in the air. What you're fighting in your family may not be the thing that is occurring in the physical, but the things that are occurring in the spiritual. Everybody before you have divorced. Everybody in your family doesn't have a good relationship. And you think you will just step into a relationship and everything will work. It doesn't work like that. And the devil is telling you to sleep why you should pray. Sorry I'm shouting this morning. Sorry I'm coming hard at you. But where purity is not in place and prayer is not in place, the atmosphere that you're creating around you is an atmosphere of devastation and you'll be working so hard and little will be coming in. Please listen to me. Please. Because in this day and age, they're teaching you about new age stuff. There's no new age to a devil. The devil is not a new devil. Huh. Hundreds of years he's been operating. There are many strong men in many families who have decided that nobody in that family will prosper. <laughs> Prayer is very deep. Give me five minutes. Prayer is very deep. Mysterious and very powerful. And this is why the unseen forces, they work very hard to hinder people from praying. Many people just think we're just doing things every single Wednesday morning. Now I've said to people, we're going to pray from Monday, tomorrow, 6 a.m., 7 p.m. Just to pray. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. And many of you will pick and choose when you feel like. The devil won't stop you from Netflixing till 3 a.m. But he will stop you from getting up at 5.45 or 5.55 to pray. And many of you will say to yourself, I will catch up with it online without knowing that there is a Kairos moment. There is a time where God says, meet with me. And when you meet with him, it is that minute that things start to change. And many of you, and including me, when I listen to a re rerun, except I discipline myself to sit there 
and get into the spirit, you may miss the atmosphere. 6 a.m. You, you won't, you, nothing will stop you from going out and raving and going out and playing and going out and chatting. But when it comes to 5.55, you will just say, oh, I will wake up without putting on your alarm because the devil wants to destroy you. What you do in secret will come out in public. When you invest in prayer, things will start to occur. The most important preoccupation of the devil and the most important assignment is to keep people away from praying. And then he has succeeded. I read in the, in the health journal, medical health journal, that in the past decade or so, researchers across a range of di disciplines have started to explore and acknowledge the positive contribution of prayer and spirituality, what it makes to mental health. They wrote it in the journal that they've now found out that spirituality and prayer helps with mental health. Prayer is a lost ingredient in the modern day Christianity. My young ones don't pray. They just pray whenever they want to. Because the devil has created a culture of irrelevance to the subject of prayer. And many people see prayer as an obligation instead of an inspiration. Hence, the devil can roam freely in people's lives because he is now in charge of your atmosphere. If Daniel can pray for 21 days and is oblivious of what is happening around him, how much more you? We're praying. We are praying from Monday to be able to step into December. And I can't tell you how many phone calls I've received, how many places we've got to go. On Friday, my wife and I, we were going up and down, up and down the M25. Praying and standing in the gap for someone. Trying as much as possible to be able to make a connection in how we can get into the hospital. And here you are. You wake up in the morning. And all the first thing you're looking for is what is happening on social media, Instagram. That is many people's prayer. And then you call yourself an influencer. You can't influence your life with God to be able to influence and touch other people's lives. It's a lost ingredient, prayer, in this generation. If we truly want to see the heavens open over our homes, in our churches, in our schools, in our nations, it's going to take more effort than just saying a lifeless quick prayer in the morning before going to work. The Bible says in the book of James chapter 5 and verse 16, listen to what it says. It says the heart felt, not a lifeless prayer. When we tell you to pray, we ask you to come with everything you have. He says the heartfelt and persistent prayer of a righteous can. Now you can see the purity and prayer together. Because you can't pray where there's impurity. He says the heartfelt and persistent prayer of a righteous man, believer, can accomplish much when put into action and made effective by God. It is dynamic and can have tremendous power. Meaning the power that will operate in your life depends upon your purity. But even if you have purity and righteousness and you don't pray, there is no power. Let me give you three, three or four things that prayer does for you. 
Number one, prayer forces things to happen to you. Prayer forces things to happen to you. Men may reject your message. Men may despise your person. But they are helpless when it comes to your prayer. They may not like you, but they are forced to love the prayer of your life. Meaning they are forced to love you because the Bible says that God has anointed you above your fellows because of your righteousness, your purity, and your prayer. They will come to love you because prayer is a force. You've got to understand that. Many uncomfortable or inconvenient situations will remain the same until you add the force of prayer. The mystery about change is no change is made without inconvenience. It is not convenient to stay awake and hold night vigils. It is not convenient to fast and stay for days without eating or drinking. But beloved, you cannot get a problem solved at the same level of awareness of the power that created it. <laughs> if you are going to solve a problem, you've got to go beyond the problem. We say three days of prayer. God may lead some of you to say, you know, I'm going to add fasting to it. Oh, the years come to an end. You're not praying for a carry, for, 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 for a chronos moment. You're not praying because of January to February to, to December. And you're now saying December has finished. Yesterday, still 400 or 500 people still died. So you're looking at, oh, this year has gone. Let's look towards 2021. Who told you you have 2021 with the kind of atmosphere you're creating around yourself? Every day is important. Every day is a sustenance in prayer. Number two, prayer compels God about Prayer compels your disadvantage to become your advantage. This is what the devil wants to steal from you. Prayer is a force. Prayer forces things to happen. But number two, prayer compels your disadvantage to become your advantage. Prayer brings an atmosphere of calm and joy. Joy is a byproduct of prayer. Jabez prayed and his disadvantage became his advantage. Even Samson prayed and said, God, give me one more time. And the Bible says he killed more in his death than when he was alive. If you think you're disadvantaged right now, if you think that your CV doesn't ma match up, throw that CV inside that water and I'm telling you your name will float above your contemporaries. The more you pray, the more stamina you have to outwit the enemy and go the distance. As you develop muscle in the gym, so you can develop muscle in the gym of prayer, you will lose weight of things that hinder you and you will, become in, in, you will find yourself in the position of an advantage to go beyond what other people can do. And when you lose the weight of worries and holes, you will have acceleration. You develop wings. That makes you glide over the storms in the gym of prayer. Bodily exercise profits little. And it's good to exercise. In fact, I, I feel more healthy during this lockdown than I've ever had before. But I really, really feel more spiritually alight for myself than ever before. I was on a run up and down. The lady's testimony resonated with me. 
running after people, running after church. Every single Sunday, I see people. On Monday, I'm calling people who didn't come to church. Some people will not answer my phone. Some people will not respond to us. And every single time, you're fighting this, you're fighting that. You're fight. But during this lockdown, God allowed me to come into himself. And God, whatever is my disadvantage becomes my advantage. Number three, prayer frames your priority. A man who prays allows Jesus and his words to frame his priority. He frames your perception. He frames your reactions to all life situations. He shows you all his dependency is upon him. Listen to me. Listen carefully as I close. You will open yourself to ridicule, confusion, and a lottery mentality when your closet is empty and your head lacks oil. A man that prays shuts out the whispers of hell. A man who prays sees himself the way God sees him. Prayer will compel your disadvantage to your advantage. Prayer forces things to happen. And prayers frame your priorities. You will know what God wants you to do. And number four, prayer provides protection. You've got to pray, guys. It is an insurance policy. Before, because if the hedge is broken, the serpent will bite. Stop building a life that is exposed to the decimation of the devil. Your whole work can be paralyzed if the atmosphere over your head is not protected by purity and prayer. Your whole work, all you're running after, will be decimated. The devil will only just take one tithe. Sickness, disease can ravish Every single thing you're building, you think that your, your Louis Vuitton bag is the one that's adding to you. You, you, you know your Chanel bag, you will not even think where it is. You, you, you know, you, 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 you know that, that, that tight-fitted dress will not work for you. You know, men, that car will become nothing. That car you adore, the car you're washing right now, while you're hearing my sermon, you're washing it right now. You're at the... Car wash right now. Say, I can just wash my car while I'm hearing the message. It will become zero when you can't hear God. If you're building a life without the atmosphere of the protection, that car, that plastic, that plastic. In fact, if you're not careful and I cover you with the blood of Jesus, because I'm not sure if I'm talking to you, that thing is the one that's about to kill you. That thing you so much adore that you're washing and you're just saying, hey, but I'll be able to, 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 to multitask. In the presence of God. If you were in church, would you go and wash your car? Sunday is time for relaxation. Pastor, give us a break. The devil is not on a break. He's going about like a roaring lion. Finding who he would devour. Psalm 91 and verse 1 says, He who dwells, not he who visits. My wife said that on Wednesday. Dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty God. He shall remain fixed under the shadow of God. Whose power no foe can withstand. Whose power, listen to me, no foe can withstand. In the secret place, that is where there is special protection and provision for those who would dare to believe God. The secret place is the place of God. It is the place of prayer. It's the place where there is no concern. It's the place where I sit down and I relax and I know everything is in the hands of God. I may not understand everything that is happening in my life, but I do understand my God. And even if I don't understand him, even if I can't see his face, I can trace his hands. Even if I can't trace his hands, I know he's always there with me. God won't give me everything I want, but he will surely be there for all I need. 
but many of you are not creating an atmosphere around your home with prayer. You're shouting, you're screaming, you're fighting at each other, you're shouting at your children, you're trying to build something without purity and without prayer. When you were poor, you loved your wife. Now you're rich, you have money to cheat on her. And God is saying, I didn't make you rich for where you are. I didn't make you powerful, Samson, to marry a Delilah. I didn't make you powerful, Solomon, to acquire wives. I didn't make you powerful for your own need. I made you powerful to take care of your family. Sit down, stupid, and take care of your family. And sit in the place of purity so you will have longevity. Except sooner or later you'll be a Gazi. Leprosy will start to appear because of what? You have left the place of purity and the place of power. The place of prayer and the place of purity. I'm praying for you this day. Forget my rantings. Forget my mistakes in my sermon. Hold on to purity and prayer. Because it's creating an atmosphere around your life. There's an atmosphere, a climate of unity. There's a climate of your thought process. But the greatest of all is the climate of purity and the climate of prayer. So before 6 a.m. arrives tomorrow morning, you're already prayed 30 minutes. Just in case the pastor misses God, you don't. And all I do and all we do and all my wife does, not anyone leading prayer, is we need, we don't tell you. We're helping you. God can even put you in a different direction while you're praying. I can't pray sitting down. What kind of prayer is that? Even when my wife is leading in the morning, I'm, I'm pacing up and down. I'm praying. I'm in the spirit. And so you, you put a duvet over your head. You put on the Instagram. You put it on your head. You're not serious. If, 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 if a snake enters into your house, would you still put the duvet on? You jump. You want to kill it. You need to kill the devil. Because as we enter into the month of December, both, <laughs> I'm telling you, the weapons of our warfare, they're not carnal. You better be mighty through God for the pulling down of strongholds. And God will keep you. And God will preserve you. My young ones, live a life of purity. It is not popular. But God will exalt you. And God will be with you. This I believe and so it shall be. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. I take the fifth amendment of anything that may have hurt you today. <laughs> and I take an insurance policy out of everything I've said. And before you take only one part of my message and throw it on Instagram, take the whole thing up so that God will bless you. Amen. Bow your heads. Let's pray. I hope your life has been shaped. Shape your life for the next three days. Say, God, I'm coming. I'm dragging my home, dragging my family. Say to God, I can't remain pure by myself. I want to get rid of this iniquity. I need to make solid decisions. I need to do what you want to do. Stop for a moment. I need to share this. While I was on Oric and Siobhan's meeting that they did, yes, I mentioned their name, yeah, the meeting they did, the, 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 uh, to love collection that they did, the, the whole um, stuff they did like two, three weeks ago. Or four weeks ago, there was a couple that came online. They were facilitators. They said something that, 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 that really blew me apart. I need to invite them. They need to come and speak to y'all. They were going out. They met in the club. I think I'm right. And then they started going to church. Nobody bothered them. They were living together. And suddenly, 
the, the, one of the pastors who probably was doing a gift aid or doing stuff found out that they had the same address. This is where people will leave worship tabernacle. Unrighteous foolishness. Nobody wants correction. They walked up to them and said, we've noticed that you live together. And they said, yes. They said, well, if you're going to get married, it would be nice to honor God and maintain purity. They said they were having sex. I love their honesty. So they were having sex. They said, you need to honor God. Many people in worship, tabernacle, all the churches, they will leave church by the, why are you telling me what to do? The man said he packed his bag a few days after that and for three years lived, I hope I'm right, three years lived in a one-bedroom, one-bedroom sharing with other people, the bathroom and the kitchen. Small one-bedroom. And they never had sex again until they got married. And here we're telling people, you're throwing comments. I haven't read them, so I don't know. Throwing comments. Yeah, pastor, you don't understand. I'll bring them. Even in our church. Even in our church. I'm go- sorry, sorry, man. Sorry, I'm going to use that. Even the man who led prayer said when they walked into worship tabernacle and said and said said when we heard the word we stopped having sex until we got married we stopped we stopped it these are people who honor god and god said i will exalt them that's why some marriages will last forever because their marriage is not based on sex it's based on god ty shut up right now let's pray i've shut up father help them oh god you see my heart help them you see my heart, help them. There's such an atmosphere from the beginning of the service that they will create a climate of purity and prayer. That what they're seeing right now and chasing after is not what is going to give them longevity, but you, God. And maybe you're online, you've never given your life to Christ. You're looking, who is this madman? I'm a madman for Jesus. And I'm telling you, your time is up. Give your life to Jesus before this year runs out. Because you're not guaranteed tomorrow. When we even talk about iniquity and sin, we're saying that heaven is your destination. If you die today, where are you going? Say this after me if you want to change your life. If some of you are living in iniquity and sin, you want to make a change. You can't do it by your own power, but you can do it by the power of God. Say this after me. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I submit my life to you. Help me, Father to walk out of iniquity and walk into prosperity. Forgive me of all my sins. I will make a conscious effort to follow you, to have integrity, to shun sin and to embrace righteousness. Thank you, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' name I pray.